In today's episode, I'm interviewing Leslie Nunnery from Teach Them Diligently. She's an author and a speaker, and she just wrote an awesome book called Heart School. And she is here to talk all about your mission as a homeschool mom, how to use homeschooling as a form of discipleship, how to equip your children and teach them to know Jesus, and practical ways to make it happen in your in your life, in your days. So let's dive in. Hey mama, welcome to the Nourished Mom podcast, where you're going to learn how to find balance between homeschooling, housework, and all the other things. God is calling your family to a life of peace and goodness, even on those days when you're trying to remember why you chose to homeschool, you just want a minute to yourself, and you're overwhelmed with a million things to do. If you're ready for simple routines, time management strategies, and biblical mindsets to transform your days from on balance to intentional, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some independent work, or whatever is going to keep them engaged for the next 15 minutes while we dig into today's show. the show. Today we have a Leslie Nunnery joining us and I'm really excited for our conversation. So Leslie is a Christian author, speaker, and homeschooling advocate. She's the co-founder of Teach Them Diligently, a ministry that provides resources and experiences to strengthen Christian homeschooling families. So just what we all need. And Leslie is also the author of several books on parenting and homeschool. One of them is Teach Them Diligently, Raising Children of Promise. And the other, her newest is Heart School, How Amazing Parents Become Excellent Home Educators. And then she also has a podcast, so you're going to want to check her out on the Homeschooling Families podcast. And through her work, Leslie's mission is to encourage and equip families to raise their children to love and serve God. So yes and amen. And her latest book, Heart School, Leslie challenges parents to understand that homeschooling for the heart of your children is a lifestyle choice that goes well beyond a mere educational decision. And it can strengthen your family, increase confidence, and bring peace to your days. Also, the book is packed with practical information, which we all need. And I am super excited for Leslie to be on the show. So I haven't told you this yet, Leslie, but I was recently kind of throwing around some terms that I was trying to use to describe the way that I am trying to homeschool. So a couple of the words I was throwing around was like, Holy Spirit homeschooling, like being led by the spirit and um, relationship homeschooling was one that I just did an episode on. And when I was like Googling all of these terms, like who, does anyone have terms like this? Like, is this a thing? Your heart schooling, your heart school came up. Oh, good. Well, praise the Lord. Yes. And then it was, your assistant reached out to me. So it was so, so ordained, right? Like, yeah. So, um, so I had already seen you and then I got a message from your assistant about this episode and was like, yes, very good. (laughs) Well, good. I look forward to diving in with you then. Yes. So thank you so much for being on the show. This is great. Well, Brandy, I am so glad to be here. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. So let's start at the beginning. So you have your ministry, teach them diligently. So what motivated you to start that ministry? 
we actually, it's the, in, in the way that only the Lord can, he called us to start teach them diligently at the end of our first year of homeschooling. So we knew nothing about anything. It was, we were so green, but what we did know was God called us to homeschool as a tool for discipleship. And we knew that at that time, which was, you know, 13 years ago or so now, there was a huge movement in the homeschooling arena to really see homeschooling almost as an idol. No one would say that, but it became, you know, I am an evangelist for homeschooling. And and really that that undercurrent of if you homeschool, that's all you need to do. That your kids will turn out right. They'll, you know, all of these things. And so we wanted to just have one event to really help focus people in on our actual call, which is bringing our children to Jesus and discipling them well and preparing them well. Well, we um, we had that first event in 2020 in a little town called Spartanburg, South Carolina, and the Lord brought in over 1,500 families from 38 wow. different states and four different countries all coming together just to celebrate discipleship in home education. And we were scared to death and blown away and <laughs> awestruck because we couldn't have reached that many people. We're not that smart. You know, we, there's no way we could have done that. Only God could. But we also, at the end of it, realized that there was something more than just a one-time event there. And as we prayed, God told us to do it again and again and again and again. And now we've produced, you know, probably 50, I don't even know the number, but probably in the 50s, um, different events over the years, we've been able to minister to thousands and thousands of families and um, hopefully start helping people to really, really wrap their heads around this amazing call that God has given us as parents and how homeschooling is a great tool for it. Mm, that's so awesome. I think it's so funny that it's like, at the end of your first year, you're like, I really don't know what I'm doing. So no, I didn't know. I didn't know any of the players. I didn't know. <laughs> any, I had used a box curriculum that, you know, I I knew nothing and neither did David. We just knew that God said to do this. And we're like, okay. I mean, we, you know how, when you're young, you're foolish enough to just say, okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. And so you know that's what? kind of where we found ourselves. That's so awesome. And you know what? I feel like that should be our heart forever. You know, know. Like, when God calls that we should just stop like coming up with the excuses and just be like. Okay, but it does get harder as you learn more, I guess, about the dangers of life. <laughs> well, we were we were naive enough to not even think twice about saying okay, and God has used it um despite us a lot of times. Um just like anyone else, we have we have had to learn through mistakes and stub toes and um things that we would do differently if we could. But God is faithful and he is able to work even those things together for good and for his purpose. And we thank him every day for that. Ah, oh, amen. You know, when I started, I had a, when I first started this podcast, it was um, mainly more based in like nutrition because that is my background. Mm -hmm. And then as I was growing it, the Lord, and I had just started homeschooling and the Lord was like, no, you're going to talk to homeschool moms. I'm like, I, I. I don't really? know what I'm doing, <laughs> um, but I found that it's been such a blessing for, for me that the Lord, like, you know, he calls us to this thing. And then not only do we bless the people that we're reaching out to, but the Lord uses that, uses it to grow us and teach us the things that he needs to teach. And it's just so, so much. Cool. That is so, so true. And 
one of the most amazing gifts that he gives. And we see it in parenting too. As we are discipling our children and as we are parenting them, God is stretching and molding us and growing our faith and deepening our relationship. And it is it is so amazing to see how his plan plays out when we just obey him. Yes. Today I was struggling. Um, my youngest son, he's eight, and he's been having just some really big emotions, mainly anger. And I feel like that one's a real big trigger for everyone else around in the home, you know, yes. when you're consistently angry. And I was doing my best to walk through it this morning. And then I realized I'm like, wow, I've spent an hour like sitting on the floor with you. And I really want to be doing the laundry or doing whatever else, even playing Monopoly or anything like other than sitting on the floor working through this. And um, I got to the point, you know, I was able to keep my cool and we worked through it. And then I felt Lord put on my heart like, what have you been praying for lately? Like every day I pray for patience and I'm like, Oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe I should stop praying for that because the Lord is definitely giving me lots of um, opportunity to practice right. that. So I'm like, right, hey, right. that was just the plan today that we're working on my patience as we work through his big emotions. Oh, absolutely. And the other side of that is that that time that you spent on the floor showing him how valuable he is, working to help him work through those emotions and get the tools that he needs to control himself moving forward, you just laid a massive foundation for conversations in his tween years and teen years and beyond because he knows mama cares enough to spend an hour in the floor with me when I'm really struggling. And God uses all of those moments so profoundly that it, again, it's just awe-inspiring. Yeah. It's like, there's no little moments. No. Like he uses all of them. No, but there are natural moments. And that's so that we, I think sometimes we try to make things really complicated in our mind, Mm. but really it's just, natural moments that are so profoundly impactful. Um, but as we seek God's face and ask for wisdom or patience or whatever it is, he will actually direct our steps. And it's those little moments that, that accumulate and, and make this big picture of how you've discipled and parented your children. Yeah. So true. And I'm just, um, I'm not in the beginning. I have a 10 and an eight year old, but I feel like these are the years where it's like, I don't know. It's you're really noticing the importance of discipleship. You know, they're becoming their own little, they're becoming little adults, you know, my 10 year old. And it's, yeah, you realize how important it really is. It's not just, we're not just dealing with like little temper tantrums, you know, we're dealing with like things that are molding them to be the people that God created them to be, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you've kind of shifted from that age where everything's really black and white. You know, there is more of the because I said so in those little years because you're keeping them from, you know, burning their hand or sticking right. you know something in a plug or walking in the street or whatever. And as they get to those middle ages where you are now, you're starting to help them understand the whys and you're giving them a little bit more information. You're you're on your way to training them to think biblically so that they can stand mm. on their own spiritual foundation. And that just grows as your kids do. But thankfully, God grows us as our kids grow as well. So right. you know, our understanding of even their hearts and how they think and how we approach them, that grows as they do. He doesn't just throw us in the deep end with teenagers most of the time. And says, here you go. Here's this kid. We we get to grow up with him. And it's a beautiful, amazing thing. Yeah. So awesome. So uh, 
you know, I know in your heart school, you talk a lot about discipleship. Um, you know, how is your perspective different than a lot of the other homeschool advocates that we, you know, we might come across? Um, I would, I would say probably when you boil it down, there's not a lot of different perspective. I, I would say that most of the people, especially that we work at with Teach Them Diligently, are big proponents of discipleship. Where I have tried to really zero in on it is helping people understand how our mission, which is to bring our kids to Jesus, to shepherd their hearts, to give them a foundation for their faith, to prepare them to, to follow him for their, for their lives, how that actually influences every other decision we make. Homeschooling is actually one of those decisions that we make to support our bigger mission. Mm -hmm. And when you get that out of whack, when you see homeschooling as the be all end all, that's where you get a lot of friction and burnout and frustration because it's out of line. So I, my goal is to really help people understand this is your mission. It's amazing. It's fun. Homeschooling is one of those tools that supports it and gives you opportunity and time and intentionality and conversations. And I could go on and on and on, but it is just that it is a tool. And therefore you view your decisions for homeschooling differently because you're running every curriculum choice, every way you set up your day, every, you know, whether you're in a co-op or not, all of these individual decisions for for homeschooling are run through the lens of your mission and it gives you a lot of structure. It gives you those guardrails to, to really formulate how your family's going to function. And it helps everyone get on the same page so much easier. Yeah. One thing that I love to do is come up with like a family mission statement, you yep. know, to like kind of sit down and go through like, all right, what, like, let's get clear. Like we know like, okay, like we want to disciple our kids, but like, what does, what is the wording that we can all relate to, you know, that yeah. we can all be on board with and, um, you know, like all work towards, we know we're working towards this. Almost like sometimes we come up with key phrases, yeah, you know, and they'll change throughout the season, but we'll have yeah. like a key phrase that means something. Like just recently, we came up. Um, we didn't really come up with it. The Bible Project had a teaching just like the other day on the chaos dragon, and hmm. because we've been dealing with these big emotions. I'm yeah. like, guys, the chaos dragon. So we've been using that the last few days, and you know, it's like these terms that um, help us to remember. What are we working towards? You know, it can be really helpful, I feel like, for us because we all understand what they mean, even though when we're talking to other people, they're like, what are you talking about? Like the chaos dragon? (laughs) But, you know, yeah. Yeah. And it also helps create the culture for your family. Your Mm -hmm. kids know that, you know, within your family, we want to slay the chaos dragon. We, and to them, that has deep meaning because it's part of, the culture of your family. You want things peaceful. You want things, you know, you don't want that friction and that craziness because God isn't, isn't the God of confusion. He's a God of order. And, you know, you're able to use all of those things to actually help them understand how life is supposed to function and especially Mm -hmm. how God has called your family to function. And those are the things that will stick with them profoundly way more than, you know, how to reduce fractions or, you know, any of these other little insignificant, you know, in the grand scheme of things, those little things that we tend to get so hung up on, 
it's slaying the chaos dragon that actually they'll remember and you'll be sitting around a table with your adult kids and they're going to be laughing about that one day right. and your heart will rejoice in ways that you don't even fully understand yet. And it is so cool. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, you know what? You were talking about the fractions and earlier this morning, we're, my son was doing like a math worksheet and he's like, this is dumb. Like, I don't need to know this. And he really lost his cool for a minute, you know? Yeah. And so I'm sitting down with him and I'm like, you know, I'm like, what if the worksheet isn't even about the the math? I'm like, what if the lesson right now was patience mm-hmm. or obedience? You know, maybe it's not even about the math. And it's so true. Like even in those little, like reducing the fractions or whatever, like there are bigger, more important lessons that are also learned, you know, exactly. that are going to make, make up the main mission. Right. Yeah. In in the book, I actually talk about what we call around here the homeschool subjects, which is character and patience and faith. And, you know, the the academics are important, but I am really, really focused on those homeschool subjects, which enhance all the academics and everything else that they try to do, that work ethic, that, you know, perseverance, all of those things that you can't really put on a checklist, Mm -hmm. but those are the things that we're shooting for as we are preparing our kids to follow Jesus in a world that's getting increasingly dark. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so what are the the subjects that you just said for the heart school? The, the homeschool subjects? Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are, I mean, they're character and freedom and perseverance and faith and work ethic. And I mean, you could just go on and on and on. They're those those unseen things that we want to instill in our, in our children, all of the fruits of the spirit would fall mm-hmm. in there. Um, you know, just you, you run into them day in and day out. And one of the things that I try to do in heart school is help you look at your days and, and look at different benchmarks towards your goals. So instead of evaluating your day as to whether or not you finished said math worksheet mm-hmm. and, and whether or not your lesson planner got all inked up as you're marking stuff out, Rather, you're able to look at your day through a a lens of your mission and see, you know, that took longer than it should have. There was a struggle there emotionally, but we were able to have a great conversation about patience and perseverance. And that's going to serve him really well in the days ahead. And I can push this history lesson to tomorrow since we didn't Mm -hmm. get to it, because ultimately that homeschool subject just gave, or I just had a great opportunity to instill that homeschool subject in them and attach it to something so tangible that they'll remember it. Yes. That's awesome. So the heart school, did you, how did this, how did you come up with this? Is it like, were you doing this from the beginning and you just like coined the term or did it evolve as you guys learned, you know, your, your family culture and rhythm or like, where did it, where did you come up with it? So I, I was heart schooling for years. I didn't coin the term though, until it was the summer of 2020 when we had six events, five of them were canceled. You know, we we had no control over that. We thank the Lord. We're able to have our largest one before everything shut down. Um, But that summer we were really just, how do we, how do we reach people? What, how do we take the message of teach them diligently and what God has given us all these years and try to get it to people in a world that shut down. And um, we were talking one day about, you know, we could do a course, we could do a book, you know, what, what can we do to try to get this out? And I just said, well, what we're doing is heart schooling and we need to really work that, that out. And we were both like, 
that is what we're doing. And it was that, it was that casual and it was that, oh my goodness, that is what we're doing. Um, so quick Google search, nobody owned it. Right. (laughs) We we did. (laughs) Oh, that's so cool. So, um, you know, for families that want to start heart schooling, obviously we need to go get the book, which I saw on your website, right? Pretty easy to order. You just go to your website. Yes. If you go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash book, you can get a $5 digital copy or we have a print copy. If like me, you would prefer to hold it in your hand and write in it and love it and all of the things that you're supposed to do with the book. (laughs) I know I'm having such a hard time lately because, um, you know, everything's so much going increasingly digital I know. and it's like so cost effective but oh I just got um an audiobook and I'm like I'm just I'm having a real hard time like it's I not the same book. <laughs> yep yep so like for a family that wants to start heart schooling what does it kind of look like what is a typical like a day of heart schooling what could that look like um so for us, I can, I can walk you through what our day looked like. Mm. Now, my kids, I, I, my baby is a junior in high school. I wow. Have, yeah. I, I got married kids and college graduate kids. And so we're, we're on the other side. So this is not what my day looks like now. But if we go back in time a little bit, yeah. Um, our days always started with us, me and David getting up and having our devotions. And from the time that they were very, very little, as I was praying for my kids, God impressed on my heart that we should share with them what we were learning. So Mm. at breakfast, because everyone comes together for breakfast, whatever form that takes, I would just sit down and just, hey, in my devotions this morning, God showed me whatever. And it was age appropriate and it was little and it could be a verse or it could be a thought or whatever. And so we would start our day that way. As Honestly, the kids got I older. love that. Not to interrupt you, but I absolutely, I love when you you start doing something and then someone tells you like yeah. how great that they've been doing it because that is something that the Lord has been calling me to do. Yeah. And like when I'm writing my devotion, like things down and as I'm doing my devotion, like the Lord has put it on my heart. Like, no, you need to share this with exactly. everybody, with the family. Like, this is what I'm teaching you. And I've been doing that recently too. And I, I, just, I love it when you... You know? I know, I know. And the, the thing that I would have never imagined that God did with that is my kids grew up thinking that every Christian got up and had their devotions in the morning and then talked about it. That was because that's all the people that they lived with did that. Yeah. So they never had to actually build this difficult habit of having their devotions every morning because as they got old enough, they wanted to do it too. So they would, we would all sit around and then it got to where the sharing part was so, so long because everybody wanted to share that we moved it into what we call the fancy office, which is just the living room that nobody goes in. <laughs> um, so we'd move to the fancy office and we'd sit there and we'd talk about what we learned that morning and share. And then we'd move into history and literature and all of those living subjects, which are so useful for a heart school parent, because as you are reading aloud, going through history, going through literature, the conversations that erupt from that give you amazing insight into the way that they think, into mm-hmm. where their heart is, yes. into the questions that they ask. And most often between our time in, in God's word and our living subjects, that would take until it was time to play and, you know, clean up for lunch. And then after lunch, we would often have kind of those stair step subjects that required more individualized time. But 
But when they were younger, we spent, our mornings were spent diving into subjects that just came alive and discussing them and sharing our hearts and growing. And so God gave so much insight into each child that way mm-hmm. um, that it was amazing. Um, and those were precious times. Oh, and and I still, I only, I'm only homeschooling one, but she and I will sit on my bed and read our history and talk about it. Everything else is dual credits now. So, you know, I'm kind of working myself out of a job, but, but by Jiminy, we hold on to history. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Sometimes I feel like the tendency, you know, when we're rushing through the day and we feel like we have to get all of these things checked off that when the kids start what I consider sometimes interrupting or, you know, um, talking about things that I feel like are not relevant. A lot of times I want to shut that down. And because of my own fear, right. That we're not going to, Oh, we're not going to get to the next thing. We've got to do this. And, but I found over and over again that when I'm like, stop, stop being afraid, just let it go. You know, that they will say things, you Mm -hmm. know, that really help me to, understand what they think and how they're processing and all of that stuff that you're saying. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And that's God answering your prayer for insight. That is God mm. giving you a bigger platform with your kids because you're able to understand them better. Um again, with the with the benefit of hindsight and a rearview mirror that I have now, I can look back and see how the way that I prayed scripture for my kids impacted the way that I parented. I actually I have a free prayer series on my site that walks you through what that looks like because it you find what you're looking for. So as you're praying for very specific things for your kids, God starts giving you those opportunities and starts opening your eyes to that kind of development in them. And you're able to seize those moments in ways that you would have probably just rushed past before because you weren't really keyed into it. Yes, I know. It's so important to be like in that state of mind of like being open to what the Lord's going to show you that day instead of like that, what the world wants us to be doing, right? Like go, 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 get it done, check it off and all that. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Another thing that was unbelievably helpful for me through the years was I um, I, I got this idea when my kids were uh, actually not too much older than yours, that I was going to write a Bible for journal, a Bible for them for their 16th birthdays. So beginning with my oldest son, when he was about 14, I bought a, a Bible that had the journaling sides and I took mm-hmm. a year and a half or so for each child, just reading through the Bible and praying for that child specifically and writing notes or prayers or tidbits or working out difficult passages or whatever it was. And then I, I, presented it to them on their 16th birthday. And through doing that exercise, um, God opened my eyes even more deeply to each individual child. And it was especially, um, especially impactful with my second son, who was the one I never understood. He was, mm-hmm. he was David's kid. He was the one that I'm like, your child needs you. Cause I cannot get through to him. Uh-huh. Um, and God used those two years or year and a half that I spent just searching God's word for him to give me amazing insight. And now he's the child that he got married in July. He calls me every single day at four o'clock as he leaves his, his job and talks to me for about 20 minutes, telling me all about his day. And it's unbelievable because I didn't, 
I had a good relationship with him, but not a deep relationship with him before yeah. that. Wow. That is so awesome. I love the journal Bibles and I never thought to do that. That is an amazing idea. I love that. That every time I bring it up, people really seize on it. In fact, Trisha Goyer and I are working on a book right now about how to do that. And that, Lord willing, will be available by our conventions next year so that we can just kind of help walk you through how that idea plays out because she's done it differently than I did. So we want to show you multiple ways that she and I have done it to try to encourage every Christian mama and daddy to do this. Oh, wow. What an amazing gift that your kids will have forever. And, you know, so that's one thing I sometimes think of, like, I would love to like pass on my journals one day to really um, be like, this is what the Lord was teaching me, you know, and this is what like we were struggling with at that time, you know, and like as an adult be like here, like maybe you can learn something through this all. That was my prayer alarm that I didn't turn off. So why don't we go ahead and just take a minute to say a prayer since it was absolutely off. Um, Lord, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for Leslie. We thank you for the, the devotion that she has to teach other families how to pursue you in their homeschool, how to pursue you in their discipling their children, Lord. And we just pray that you bless her ministry and we pray that you just bless every, Every mama listening to this podcast, Lord, and just give her insight in how to disciple her own children, the wisdom that she needs to work through whatever problems might be presented in their family right now, Lord. Just just cover her with wisdom and and hope and to know that you are working all things for good. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. So um, that's really cool. You guys are writing that book. And you said it will be available for your next year's convention, you think? Lord willing, yes, we have it about halfway done and um, just need to get it over the finish line. And so it should be available before, I would think, early spring um, because we're doing it through a publisher publisher that we actually have. So it's a, a small publishing arm that we have for our stuff So um, so that we don't have to get in line. We're doing another project for Moody that's about parenting those middle kids but that one won't be till, you know, the end of 25 or so. Oh that. man, I, I think I need that one. <laughs> that one, that one, there's always a longer road on those that you're doing for someone else. Yeah. So uh, your conventions, how many do you have um, usually in the year? So since COVID, we've only had a couple a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have two coming up in 2024. One is in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and one is in Branson, and they're both in May. Um, we, we pick those sites because we produce teach them diligently events for the entire family. So there are, there are opportunities for every member of the family to get involved. There's a children's program, a program for the middle kids, a teen program, all kinds of fun classes. There's a men's breakfast, which has been unbelievably impactful because it encourages the guys to come and get involved. Plus it's a time for hundreds of them to gather together, eat their bacon, of course, and pray and be encouraged as just homeschool dads. So uh, we have that. We have a mom's night, plus all of the workshops and resources and everything that you would expect. So we put our events in areas where families can come and enjoy a kind of a vacation time before or after the event and then hang with us for the three days of the event to get encouraged and equipped for what God has called them to do. 
Wow. And those are in like the spring or the summer? Yeah, they're both in May this year. Uh, first weekend and the third weekend of May. So Pigeon Forge is the first weekend and Branson is the third weekend. Um, so yeah, we'll be, we'll be doing that. I'll, I'll be sure to send you a discount code so that your families can save $15, uh, if they just put, um, nourished mom in there in as awesome. a coupon code. I'll get that set up for oh, you. Oh, thank you. That is so great. So, you know, you've had the privilege of working now with a lot of homeschool families, right? Yes. So, you know, what do you think? I hate to, I'm going to put you on the spot here. What do you think is your, you know, your best advice for a family who's maybe been homeschooling for a couple of years, but haven't, they haven't found their, their groove yet. They're still kind of days are chaotic and they're still kind of struggling. Yeah. Um, and that's so, that is so prevalent that in, in fact, um, that, lack of finding their footing or feeling like they're being impactful is one of the things that derails or takes the life out of more people than I can even mention. Um, And the very best way, and this is really why I wrote the book, is to understand how homeschooling fits within your bigger mission. Um, There's not a parent alive who gets, who would grow weary in going for the hearts of their children. But they see all of these competing things they see and they're putting them maybe not um, intentionally, but practically they're putting all of these things on one line. So there's not a head of the line that it all falls behind. It's homeschooling and discipleship and and marriage and, you know, it's like all competing for this one finite amount of time. And so you're brittle and you're you feel like you're spinning your wheels. Whereas if you start looking at your days through your mission and then lining stuff up behind that, you're going to find that your, your marriage is better, which impacts everything else. Because, because we, we talk about how you and your husband get on the same page and you're able to actually communicate and join forces in the mission and then, you know, work together in all of these other areas. You find that it's easier to get your kids on board as you're making decisions for what you let in because so many of us are so overbooked because we feel like we're, you know, you're serving so many masters. He expects me to do this and she wants to see me there. And, you know, you're saying yes to all of these things that you can't possibly fulfill. And so you feel like a failure across the board. Lining stuff up behind your mission allows you to say a good yes or a solid not now. This is a great opportunity, but it's not for this season. And as you start lining stuff up with your mission in mind, it removes so many of those roadblocks to success and so much of that friction that just sucks the life out of you that it is unbelievably transformational for the the families that actually start adopting these principles. Mm. Yes, I love that. I, I do a thing called the nurse necessities where you kind of just go through like your different, um, I hate to say like parts of your life, like we can compartmentalize, yeah. but kind of, you know, like your relationship with God, your relationship with your husband, your kids, your community, your work, and all of these these sections. And then really taking the time to like prayerfully consider, yeah. like doing a brain dump and like writing all the things down that you think that you should be doing or want to be doing or whatever. And then like praying through them all, like, is this for me this season? You know, it's for us this season and what's not. And like going through the list and figuring it out Um, because there are so many things competing for our attention. There's just not enough time for all of the things you have to prioritize. Yeah. Actually, when I was much younger, David, I was, I was so burnout and I was so 
weary and just so done with everything. And David was so wise. He sat down with me one Sunday afternoon and he made me do a time inventory against, you know, I didn't want to mess with it, but he, he really kind of, you know, (laughs) laid down the law. We were going to do this. And so he had me write down everything that I do or expect to do in a day or a week rather. And so when I wrote down all the things that I was trying to get to, I had, I think four hours in the week that was viable for sleeping. Otherwise (laughs) I was, I had that high of an expectation of what I could do. And so then he and I started going through that list together and saying, okay, this, you shouldn't be doing that anyway. You know, like, so there's the easy things, just, just Mm -hmm. cut this off. And then there was the, you know what, I could actually help you with this and, or we can mobilize the kids on this, or this would be great for another season, but you need to get things under control. And it helped me see my way through. Um, And so doing that time inventory and actually forcing yourself to recognize what you are thinking you can do in a week ah. for a day. Um, it's eye-opening. And you, if you're like me, you may find yourself going, oh, I am just really foolish. How did right. I get here? Because it just happens. It's like boiling a frog in water, right? You just, you don't realize that all of this stuff is entering your life until you are at the point of emotional and physical breakdown. Yeah, so true. Yep. So I'm so happy that we had this conversation. How can my audience find you? Where's all the places that they can find you? Oh, well, I appreciate that. We are uh, at teachthemdiligently.net. You can find the the resources and experiences that we offer, our events. We have a membership site, which is phenomenal, um, where you can get access to, you know, recordings on demand, but also an amazing community um, and retreats. I just had a retreat this last weekend oh, that cool. I posted for a bunch of ladies. So that's there. The Heart School book and course and intensive are there. Uh, so that's teachthemdiligently.net. We're also on Facebook. We have an app. We have the Homeschooling Families podcast. Um, we're on Instagram, which is at Teach Diligently. Um, so we're we're pretty much everywhere you look. We would just really love to partner with your families and just encourage you and help you focus on what God has really called you to do. That's awesome. I'm so um, like... I love the mission. I think I'm so, I want to, I want to use the word on fire, but <laughs> fire for your mission that the oh, Lord has put us on your heart. And I feel like I'm definitely getting that book. I need to read heart schooling and probably all of your other books too. And I was recently listening to your podcast and you had um, Chuck Black on. Yes. And Great it's friend. so funny because I didn't like, I didn't realize we're reading his book in co-op right now. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm doing like a writing, reading class. And um, I was looking for a great Christian author and I came across him and I had your podcast and I'm like, wait a minute, Chuck Black, another (laughs) thing that lines up, right? Like, it's so good. So like, so funny, like always puts those little things like, you know, he just happens to show up on your podcast when I'm reading his book and all that stuff. Yep. Amazing, amazing. Um, Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. Thank you. All right, ladies, I hope that you enjoyed this interview with Leslie. I will have the links to all the things that she mentioned to her website, to her books in the show notes. All right, I pray that the Lord blesses you, that he he just guides you to disciple your children with wisdom, that he gives you the wisdom that you need. We're told that when we pray for wisdom, that he, he gives 
gives faithfully. And I know that to be true. So I just I just pray that as you seek the Lord, that he just pours out his wisdom and how to disciple your children and how to organize your days and how to homeschool the way that he has called you to do. In Jesus' name, amen.